With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Hey, we're live, kids, as we say hi and welcome you in. A bunch, Michael Lombardi, a bunch of new radio stations, of course, have joined the VEASAN team and the VEASAN family. We welcome you. I'm Patrick Maher. That's Michael Lombardi. Hey, you know what they call this? They say it's the second season starting on Saturday. Are you excited for it, my man? I I am really excited for it. I think this is uh, the best time of the year. I don't don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, I miss uh, Saturday college football. we got Sunday NFL, Saturday NFL football now, so... All good, yeah. I think this is really the interesting time, and you know everybody's looking to see what that sleeper team, what team can you know come from the wild card and get on this hot roll as we move forward. So it's really the best time of the year for me. Well, sleeper team, will it be one of the three teams starting third stringers in the postseason at quarterback? We'll get into that in just a little bit. And by the way, Michael Lombardi is lying to you. He prefers the every Sunday week six grind. Of the Thursday going into Sunday, going oh, into yeah. Monday. That's what you prefer. You like the playoffs, I, but I, you prefer the grind. I, I like the routine of the week. I like that we start our show here on a Thursday, which Correct. kicks off the weekend with Al Michaels and Kirk and Herbie and all those. And then we go right into the college football Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And then we end it Monday night. We say goodbye before the Monday night game yep. and take a couple days off and hit it back again. I, I like that week. I really do. I love that routine. And now we're going to have to figure out a different routine. Yeah. We've been lucky for years to have that routine. I agree with you, my man. Okay, so let's get it started. I want to get into the quarterback news. Obviously, that's adjusting the numbers here. I've got some trends heading into wildcard weekend, I think, that are very important. But we start, Elliot wanted to start with this, so let's do it. So Derek Carr released a pretty lengthy statement. He's pretty calculated, to be fair, for somebody that is, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, Derek Carr released a big-time statement saying goodbye to Las Vegas and Oakland today. What's the next step, and do you see potential landing spots for a Derek Carr? You know, I think that's yet to be determined, right? So I think there's a lot of teams that obviously need quarterbacks. But, you know, where Carr is now is he enters 2023, and he's got that large option contract. And as you move forward, right, he's got base salaries in 23 of $32.9 million, 24 of $41.9 million, and 25 of $41 million. Now, none of those are guaranteed, so you can move on to them, but do you want to pay that? I mean, that's the question, you know. And so the contract is worth something to the Raiders. Now, 
I, I don't think you're going to get – the Raiders are not going to get a first, second, or th- early pick for this. I think this would be an easement trade, meaning that we'll easily send him to you. You work out the contract, and everybody's happy. I think that's what you're looking at. And at some point, if that can't, if teams are calling the Raiders back saying, uh, we, we're, not met, we're not interested, we're not going to mess with that contract, that, that tells you they're willing to compete in the open market feeling like unless they get him at their number, they don't. So from the car standpoint, if your car's agent, you want to try to facilitate a trade. I know it doesn't seem like that because if you facilitate a trade, you're not going to take – you kind of have a sense of what you're going to make over the next three years. If you don't facilitate a trade and you become a free agent, now it becomes what's the market want to bear. And if you take that risk, it could be deadly. 31 years old, nine seasons with Oakland slash Las Vegas, a player that is oft debated with fans, and I'm sure front offices alike, Michael Lombardi. There's a lot to like. There's a lot not to like. I've heard Washington as a landing spot. Let me just be clear about Washington. Look what they just did for Carson Wentz. They gave up some of their future for Carson Wentz. They're going to do the same thing for a 31-year-old Derek Carr. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. You know, I think Washington, I know they fired Scott Turner when we were off, Patrick, but what does Washington do? What happens if Washington agrees to a sale in the next two weeks? Do they right. then make changes on the coach? I mean, I think there's so much uncertainty in Washington. But but just on the surface, on the depth chart, there's no doubt that he could, he'd go there. I, I was told, and I don't have the direct indication, but there's been 15 quarterbacks in the history of the NFL who have started more than 130 games. And more than 130 games. And, and Carr is the only one who hasn't gone to a Super Bowl, hasn't won an MVP, or has, you know, has been the, a has been like constant playoffs. So like there's, that's why we have so much debate about him because when you watch him play, he's very talented, got a great arm. But the reason he hasn't won a lot of games is underlying factors. Now we know that there was a moment in, in Las Vegas where they wanted Brady to come in. And I don't know, I think Gruden said no, but you know, I think this has been going on, you know, because to start this many games and not be able and only go to have two winning seasons in your entire career there's something else going on. Now, maybe when he goes somewhere else and the team's better around him, he can improve. We shall see. But the way this has got to work, he's got to be careful. He wants to get that contract that he negotiated. He wants that to be fulfilled. Whether it can happen or not, I don't know. We'll find out in the next couple months. And Derek Carr is just the tip of the iceberg. The quarterbacks are the discussion, whether it's Brock Purdy, Skylar Thompson, potentially Anthony Brown in Cincinnati for Baltimore, the third stringers I mentioned, but also Off-season-wise, I just wrote this down. So Tua, big questions, what's going to happen with him? Of course, Derek Carr, we just talked about. Lamar Jackson, some conversation, he could be on the move. Uh, And Tom Brady. I mean, there's it's just nonstop. Like, the the Brady rumors are going to be the most persistent in the offseason. It's not even close Uh, to Miami. No, I think the Lamar ones. It's going to be nuts. I think the Lamar ones are. I think Lamar is going to be. Because... Because I don't think he's, you know, he obviously, there's a disconnect between the rehab, the plant. Now, we're seeing some movement in that line. It went down, uh, there's some play, DraftKings in New Jersey here has got it at 8.5. You know, so, and Circa there were in Las Vegas is at 9.5. So, and there's 9.5s and there's 9s. This is about a one-point fluctuation. But I think this this lack of... I don't want to call it cooperation, but this lack of synergy between Lamar and the team in terms of the rehab, can he get back, can he not, I think is going to spill over. And so 
I think ideally Lamar probably would like to go back to Miami and play down there. Who wouldn't? You know, who doesn't want to play with Tyreek Hill? And that lends itself, does Miami entertain trading Tua or trying to get another quarterback for Tua? You know, I think that's the question that you have to answer if you're the Chicago Bears. Are you willing to go down the road here with Justin Fields? Are you willing to say, I need to take another quarterback and move forward and then trade Fields? I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think Lamar will dominate the landscape in the offseason. Back up a little bit. You think the Fields conversation is going to be legit? Do you think that is going to be posturing on the Bears' perspective as far as trying to garner value at that number one spot? Or do you believe they truly may make a switch at quarterback with Fields? I thought that Ryan Poles, the general manager, was was somewhat honest in what he said. He said, look, we know he's a really good runner. Now, we think we can improve his passing. You know, it's good now, luck. I guess the question is, do you want to go down a six back attack? I mean, they gave up the 32nd pick in the draft for Claypool. That's a lot to get. I mean, that's a for a team that has no offense or defense alignment. That's a lot for a receiver. That's an awful. That's a big price. To, I mean, Claypool went for less than what Tyreek Hill went, went, went for more than what Tyreek Hill went. What Tyreek went for two that's and a four. That's in, Claypool right? is Think not about that. No, he is not. He's not elite. He's a nice, nice player. Nice player. Nice player. Nice player. Yeah, Uh, but he doesn't tilt the field. He's not a game plan player. You don't go into the Tuesday meetings and say we got to (laughs) win with this. We got to take this guy out of the game. So, I I think to me, if you're Chicago, you got to ask yourself that question. I mean, where are we going? Where? What are we trying to get accomplished? You know, they just named a new president, Kevin Warren, today, the Big Ten commissioner. So, will he have a say in this? You know. Obviously, if you're the president of the team, you want to have a little bit of say on the direction. A goodbye letter from Derek Carr today to Raiders fans. So that starts the offseason carousel as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. Tom Brady's going to play now. This is me just postulating, so you don't have to back this up. Tom Brady's going to play next year, and it's not going to be with Tampa. So that is fascinating. I, I, you have to I, I've already said that. I agree with that. I, I, I think that's right. I think his contract's up. And I think if he plays next year, and I think that's if, I think he'll play for somebody that he's very uh, comfortable with. Sean Payton, maybe. Josh McDaniels, maybe. I don't know. I'm not in Brady's head. I don't know how he's thinking. But I do know from my own experiences, having been in New England, having been around that program, that once you leave that program, you want to get back to it in the worst way. And so I do think that. Now, I think he'll say all the right things. I think they'll play Dallas this weekend, and he'll say all I'm focused on is beating the Cowboys, and if they beat the Cowboys, all I'm focused on is beating whomever else they play, you know, if they play the the number one seed or whatever. But I think that's ultimately the conversation. All I can say as a Lions fan is, man, it just feels so good to have quarterback security going into the offseason because, like I've said all along, that is my guy, Jared Goff, Michael Lombardi. There he is. <laughs> I mean, but look, no, I mean, okay, I kid, I kid, but one thing is for sure, because Ben Johnson called good plays, all of a sudden he's now being thought of as a head coach, which is, which is insane. Maybe he is a great leader. I have no clue. If you lose Johnson, the OC, watch Jared Goff. He becomes Jared Goff again, a pumpkin. Well, I think, too, you got to remember that Goff, this is the best offensive line Goff has ever played great behind since he's line. been in the league. Correct. So, you know, now when, early in the season when, that, when the guards, then they had a lot of injuries, it wasn't as good. But now at the end of the year, it was they gave them time to protect, especially at the tackle position. So, you know, you can build on it. I think, I think Dan Campbell's challenge next year is how do we go from good to great? How do we go yeah. from good to great? 
You know, and that's that's job. the biggest stumbling block most teams have in the league. Yeah, we're good. We we won we won eight game, nine games. We're right here. But how do we get great? How do we handle success? We went down to Carolina. We were feeling good about ourselves, and they put up 500 yards on us. So how do we handle success? And I think at least with golf, we you know golf at least took a team to a Super Bowl as part of it. So you know he's capable of playing well, especially in an indoor stadium like they have. And he won an out. He won a lot of outdoor games this year, so you can't argue. Now the challenge is how do we get the team around him really, really good? And your boy Dan Campbell, down to week 18, was trying to mismanage that clock. However, I will say I was wrong about Campbell. I'm excited about the future with the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. Who knew? Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, the dangerous How about duo. your Pistons the other night? How about that? Are you excited about them? <laughs> you take some crazy curveballs. Going to Detroit basketball on a January 12th is my favorite of all time. We're back. The quarterback news in the postseason. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros, you get a lot, remember. But when you sign up to become a VSIN pro, vsin.com slash subscribe, you get the pro tools. And by far the most popular pro tool are the betting splits. You hear Michael talking about the splits all the time. Important to keep up on where the money and bets are going for every game. Updated every 10 minutes straight from DraftKings. Today's games and future events over at vsin.com. Sign up to become a pro. You get those splits. vsin.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back. Remember, you can go to vsin.com right now for new uh, listeners and viewers of the Lombardi line, for which we've added a lot across with the radio affiliates. Remember, to start your day, just go to vsin.com, enter your email address for free. You get the daily newsletter, and then you can build your VEASAN partnership from there. Okay, we welcome you back. By the way, who needs best friends when you got Robert Salah? So 
I can't read specifically. We had a fun little thing going back and forth with you, the Bear, Chris Felica, and myself. And you two were talking about Mike LaFleur, who was the offensive coordinator there with the Jets. And I think there was an internal struggle going on as far as what was going to yeah. happen with that position. Let's talk some head coaches now and what happened with LaFleur with the Jets. Well, let's start back. Woody Johnson becomes the, uh, during the Trump administration, he is the ambassador to Ireland. Great gig. I think wasn't Joe Kennedy at one time the ambassador to Ireland? It was a Great Britain. I think he was Great Britain. He was England. But anyway, yeah. England, yeah. So, uh, you know, good gig. You know, get over there, stay over there, hang out sure. at the embassy. I mean, you know, go to a lot of cocktail Especially parties. Especially Joe Kennedy, who liked to, he, he liked to enjoy the nightlife. You know what I'm saying, Michael Lombardi? Exactly. So, yeah. I don't know what Woody was doing over there, but I'm sure he was enjoying himself. But the fact is, he wasn't involved with the Salai hire. Now, he's back. He's back. And, you know, the offense wasn't very good. And so Salah and, Salah and Mike McDaniel, Mike LaFleur, are best friends. And they're best friends. And so now when they have the end-of-the-season meeting, Woody wants to make changes. And Woody's demanding to make changes. And so since Laf since Salai isn't really on great footing, wasn't hired by Woody, I don't think anybody's all in on him either. I'm not sure. Maybe Joe Douglas is. I don't know. But after two years, I'm not sure you can be. So it's either you make this move or I'm making a move on you. That was the conversation that we were having with, with the Bear, you and I, and I think that played out. You know, it, it came out, I think Aaron Wilson from down in Houston reported he was getting fired, and everybody said, no, no, he hasn't been fired yet. Yeah, he was fired on Tuesday. How they were going to present it to all of us, the firing, was, was what they were working on. Like, what are the, how are they going to present it? And – and Salai, I truly believe, would not have made this move if it was on his own. I know Jug Douglas came out and said, well, Salah, you know, I, he has control over his coaches. Yeah, he does and he doesn't. Mm -mm. Like, he does and he mm -mm. doesn't. This one was made right. by – because this will be the first coach, maybe in a long line of coaches, that Zach Wilson gets removed. Yeah, so Woody's back. By the way, hard to take someone serious just off the jump when your name's Woody, but we'll go there. Uh, Woody is back with the Jets, and changes are going to be made. Like you said, uh, Salah wanted to keep his boy Mike LaFleur. LaFleur is out. Also, did you see today the offensive line coach? Remember, their wide receiver coach, Austin, was suspended. So some changes going on with that Jets coaching staff. Right, so remember now, it's funny. They fired the line coach, too. So the line coach, when Salah got the job, he brought all his buddies with him from San Francisco, LaFleur and the line coach. And Kyle let him take him. Because why? Kyle knew that he had Chris Forrester, the guy who had some issues in Miami but kind of got his life straightened mm -hmm. out. He had Forrester to be the line coach. That's who he wanted to make the line coach anyway. So it was like a two-for-one deal. So he was able to do that. That This is why none of these moves are coming from Salah, even though they want to dress him up anyway. Salah, the fact that he was holding on to – uh, saying anything, you know, it's not Mike McDaniel's fault. He's done a good job. I've been in this situation before. Kyle Shanahan stood by me when it wasn't going well. Okay, you know, well, I mean, now you've lost two of the guys that are your one of your best friends. So it's telling you that they're involved. And, and I think it also puts you on the hot seat next year because I can't imagine over in Florham Park, they're very happy with what they saw in the last game of the year in Miami when you got beat by Skylar Thompson and you couldn't stop them from running the football, and you couldn't generate any offense at all, None, no offense at all. Which, and I know Joe Flacco isn't great, but the Joe Flacco's got some experience. You're telling me you couldn't generate any offense at all? I mean, you couldn't score more than six points in that game? 
And you had your receivers. Now, I know their offensive line isn't very good. I get that. They're playing with a bunch of backups. But that was really – I told you that on Monday. I think that was one of the worst losses in the Salah yep. history. And let's be honest here. If it wasn't for the fourth quarter against Cleveland, he's a 6-11 and coach. Uncertainty for the Jets heading into the offseason. How about in Indianapolis? Let's first hear from – this is a special for Michael Lombardi. Let's hear from Jeff Saturday. Oh, don't do this to me. Here we go. If I get this job, there's going to be significant change. You know, the way I do things is not the way things, um, you know, necessarily have been done. I have my own way. And so I, I think that's the part that, you know, as you're, as you're thinking about the way you want to run an organization as the head coach, that's, that would be my responsibility. You know, when I came in, I'm thrust into how things have been done, you know, for the past however many years. And I'm appreciative of that and, and the work that they've done and the success that they've had. Uh, but it will look different. And so, you know, understanding that that's, that's been part of my learning lesson, chap, right, is I've, I've looked at the things that I really like about what we do and the things that I don't necessarily like that we do. And, and there has to be, uh, you know, to, to lead an organization, there has to be alignment from all of us, from, from Mr. Ursay and Ballard and myself and, and the entire organization of how this thing looks. And, and as a leader, if you don't have that, um, I, I don't think you'd be effective. All-time clip. That, that right there an is an all-time PR clip from your blame, boy Saturday in the park. Blame, blame everybody else. Don't take any responsibility. So, Steve, this uh, if you want to listen to the unedited version of my take on that clip, go to the GM Shuffle podcast today. It's up. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it. I just went off. I just completely went off. I mean, it was 76er conversation taken to another level. Like, it just irritated <laughs> sure the hell out of me. Make sure you check that out then. Yeah, make Eason. sure you check it out. And hopefully Elliot will put it up online. Like, it's a comedy. Like, he blames everybody. Okay, Steve Wilkes in Carolina. Steve Wilkes is an experienced coach. He failed as a head, one-year head coach. So when he took over in Carolina, he said to the owner, here's the things I got. If you want me to take this job, here's what I got to have, right? Here's what I got to have. And this is the way I want to change things. This guy here is blaming everybody else but himself. If you're the head coach and you know you're going to be the head coach for the next 10 weeks, make the changes you want to see. The line that got me going off the edge is the line that said, you know, that's not how I do things. You've never done anything. <laughs> You've never done anything. How would you know what to do? Like, you've never done anything. That's not how I do things. Well, well, where did you – I mean, tell me. Should I call the high school up and ask them how you did it? I mean, like, when have you done anything? Don't get me going. Let's talk Joel Embiid now. GM Shuffle. Elliot, that, you, you, Elliot you, 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 you threw that one on me there. You knew that was going to get me, Elliot. G, GM Shuffle, you can hear some expletives flying to support the Jeff Saturday conversation, vsan.com or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check it out. I said to you on Monday, you might as well let Kyler Murray have say on the head coach. I was being facetious. Well, it appears it's happening. Per Michael Bidwell, he's going to have Kyler Murray as part. And you know what? All kidding aside, you might as well. You've gone in on the kid. You're going to be tied to him. He's moody. He's odd. And apparently he's going to help out with the head coaching position there. You know, I think what they're trying to do in Arizona is they're trying to, to settle on the general manager. I think that could be Adrian Wilson if they do that, right? I think that'll be Adrian Wilson who's already there, the former player. And then I really believe they're going to hire Vance Joseph at Arizona. I think when you go back and watch the 49er game, and it was in the first half, that defense played hard. They, they forced San Francisco to 3-3 three, three and outs in the second quarter. They played well. 
I mean, they're not a great team by no means, and they're not they're not aligned and they're not connected and all that. But I I give Vance Joseph credit. He he had them playing to the bitter end, and of course David Blau turned the ball over and it was and it was hard. But I think it'll be I think knowing the way Michael Bidwell operates from within. You know, Larry Wilson was the general manager there for years, the former great player, the safety uh, from Utah that ended up be having a Hall of Fame career. I, I think it'll be I think it'll be from within. And I think the reason he said that about Murray is because I think partly is because I'm sure Murray would like Vance Joseph as the head coach. Interesting. By the way, have you just as, as an aside, have you ever seen a coach with more equity? more say and more respect during an offseason Sean Pay- Sean Payton can do whatever he wants at this point. I mean, he's building leverage, uh creating leverage, I should say. It is it's fascinating. He's got his pick of the litter right now. He sure does. I mean, but nobody talks about what's nobody asks the Saints anything. Like what is it going to cost us to get this guy? Now, you know, I was talking to a coach before in the league and they said, "Look, every time they've paid for these coaches, it's kind of worked out." You know, Tampa paid a lot for Gruden, but they got a Super Bowl out of it. You know, and so you know, the the Patriots paid for Belichick. They got they got six Super Bowls out of it. So the Jets paid for Parcells. They got rewarded for that. So I mean, I think if if you want to go down that road now, my man next to me here in the office, the Cowboy fan, his name's Bill Berman. He just put on my board so we could keep this for the record, right? He thinks if the Cowboys lose, Peyton's going to go to Peyton's going to go to Dallas. You heard it here first. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Whether if McCarthy loses in Tampa on Monday night, could be the end for your boy Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton. Obviously, a da- is, he's a Dallas native, isn't he? I think he's from Dallas. Or no, he's not from there. He's from Illinois, but but he loves it there. He loves it there. We're back. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Yeah, I'm told this $9.99 offer is hot in the streets, and why wouldn't it be? So, right now, you can sign up to become a VSIN pro, and we've told you they're making money for $9.99. You have that in your couch, right? slash subscribe. You can just hit up Will Hill, he'll Venmo you $9.99. Pro Tools, Pro Picks. <laughs> Pro tips, it's all there. Lombardi's look ahead on Fridays, the guides. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. It's 30 days for $9.99. It's nothing to lose, literally, as we welcome you back. Got plenty to do. No way, no doubt coming up in about 11 minutes. But right now we're joined uh, by VEASAN insider and host Will Hill, who who has been, I don't know if you've noticed, Mr. Lombardi, but Will, Will is back on his programming tip and all he oh, does yeah. on Twitter now is just crush people programming wise. Like you mm-hmm. really are on one, my friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that it's been different than usual. I, I do think it's strange. They're playing Kansas city, Buffalo, two outdoor teams. And you're going to play the game inside to me. That's strange to me. It's altering the settings of the game too much, but Hey, uh, like Lombardi probably expects nobody called me. Nobody texted me. I didn't get an email. So I was not consulted <laughs> yeah. on this, but. I'd be playing the game. Outdoors. I know. I, don't know I, I, I don't understand why they don't call or text, but I think the reason for it, it, it and I'm not sure it's going to satisfy your curiosity or your uh, understanding of the situation is I think they don't want to have to change the game. If there's a major storm in Buffalo or Kansas city uh, and they're doing this on a neutral field, they don't want to have to play outdoors and say they put it in Cleveland 
and there's 90-mile-an-hour winds and storm, they have to change it. Or if they put it in, you know, somewhere else, I think that that's why. I think they wanted to be able to control the weather of an uncontrollable event. So I think that's why they were always looking for an indoor stadium. You're right. It didn't satisfy me. You're absolutely right. I know that. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I know. You, 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 uh, uh, as Austin Powers once said, there's no pleasing you. I mean, there's really no pleasing you. Good retort. And again, the news, if we do see Bill's, and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, it's going to be down in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz to Will's Point. That'll we'll be fascinating, with- though. That'll be If that happens, that'll be fascinating to see how, how – how, I mean, we know Bill fans will travel, right? They went to Detroit. Of course. You know, so they're going to go to Atlanta. I mean, and Chief fans will travel. That'll be, fasc- that'll be a true stepping stone into the future. What would that number be? This is – I'm putting you on the spot, Will. Ooh. But if it's neutral – and obviously what happens leading up to the game is going to have some say with the market, but what just like off the jump, what would it be? Chiefs bills neutral. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about the total. I mean, it'd be hard to make that thing high enough with, with the settings being good for the offenses, but let's see, probably bills by a point or so. They're not going to give yeah, you I was going to say close to way. a pick them. May it's yeah. not going to be a pick. It's not going to feel be a field goal either way. Right. Because it was, what, Bills by a field goal in Kansas City, but the Bills haven't played as well since. That was earlier Correct. in the year. So Bills will probably be a small favorite. I don't know that you'll get the full three. So probably Bills by two, something like that. Okay. I, I would what have I that like, game. I would have, it, I would have it like 1.2 favorite to Buffalo. Bills 1.2 for Lombardi's line. Okay. One thing I will say, let's start with kind of a weird one. Baltimore-Cincinnati, because I, like, I love the under, and you're on the under here. One thing, Baltimore has limited Burrow. We we'll start there. So what's no and and then also the Huntley or it's Huntley or Brown. You know Brown actually gives him a shot. That tendonitis in the shoulder for Huntley. He can't throw the ball. He's not even throwing the ball in practice. Will you like the under forty and a half here? Yeah, I mean the Ravens are basically just going to play like a service academy. They're going to run it three times. They're going to you know throw it underneath. They're just going to try to move the chains, run the clock, and sort of muck the game up and rely on Tucker and special teams. So this is. Uh, you know, sort of up their alley, not up their alley in terms of, look, they'd, they'd much rather have Lamar, but I think they can limit possessions, and uh, Cincinnati's offensive line has been beat up, and uh, they got pressure, I thought, last week, and they got pressure without blitzing, which is always a key against Burrow, against any, really against any of these, you know, good quarterbacks, so uh, to me, you know, it, it's an under game, it's, uh, you know, 17-14 type of game, it's sort of like Jacksonville, Tennessee last week, where it's just, uh, you know, it's a late field goal, something like that, where I could see Baltimore hanging in the game. If they're going to hang in the game, it has to be an under. So if you like Baltimore, you have to like the under. I, I think those, those two are pretty much correlated. But I don't see Cincy scoring a ton of points. And obviously Baltimore, with that type of offense, isn't going to score a ton. So I, I would look at the under here. Yeah, I mean, look, the last time they played, right? So they, you know, they, they did a good job on 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 Cincinnati. The first drive of the game, Cincinnati had 17 plays, went, you know, took them to 63 yards ago, 17 plays. They kicked the field goal. And then, you know, Brown turns it over on an interception. They get a touchdown. Then Brown goes out. Another interception, touchdown. Now the game, it's 17 to nothing. And now everybody's just trying to get the game over. So if you're John Harbaugh and you got to play Brown, I, I think you can't, you, you just got to limit his throws. And you're just going to have to run, as you said, that service academy, which lends itself to, the, to an under game. I mean, in the last game, Baltimore had 15 possessions. I mean, that's a lot when you're thinking about the under. That's a yeah. lot of possessions on, 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 you know, that's 15 at bats to score. Now, 27-16, what's the under? It's 40, right? I mean, that would have gone over. 
I just say this. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable laying the eight and a half, nine with Cincinnati. Uh, better special teams, better kicker. Dobbins is going to be rested. They play the Bengals tight. I, I think that's going to be tighter than the number suggests. Let's go to another total. It'll be a very go popular ahead. teaser piece too, Cincy. That'll be everybody yeah, be absolutely. Cincy down through the seven, through the three, and just have yeah. to basically win no the doubt. game by two or more. That'll be popular. You want to go through no seven, doubt. six, and three. There's no doubt about that. Okay, another total, which I like. In two games this year, Seattle scored one offensive touchdown against San Francisco. You're going to go under the total of 42 and a half with Seattle, San Francisco to kick off wildcard weekend. Yeah, I just think, and probably should have mentioned this with Cincy Baltimore, anytime you're playing a, a third time, a third rematch, I think it lends itself with the familiarity to the under. I think both coaches can be kind of conservative by nature. Pete Carroll, as an underdog, you probably want to be conservative, You know, get the run game going, going slow the game down. And then on the other hand, Shanahan probably, look, with, with a rookie quarterback, he probably, uh, I know he's played well, but you probably don't want him making a mistake and, and hurting you early. So I could see them, you know, both teams just running the ball, being conservative. And look, I mean, a couple postseasons ago, it was the year San Fran went to the Super Bowl in 2019. I mean, they were more than happy to just let Garoppolo throw the ball six, seven times a game, rely on the run game and get the hell out of there with a win. So I could see a similar scenario uh, on Saturday, especially if they get a lead. Just, you know what, run it, safe throws, and, and let that clock go. So I would look towards an under, and I think we got like 90% chance of rain. We got 10 to 20 mile an hour winds uh, Saturday in Santa Clara. So if you like the under, maybe bet it now because I think the weather will probably affect the under a little bit. Yeah, you got Alex Kemp going to be your official. You got bad weather, and then you got history that that kind of plays into this game a little bit. So Kyle Shanahan's won three playoff games, and in each of those playoff games he's won, the most he's thrown the football is 19 times. He's done it twice. Now against Green Bay, he only threw it eight. So and he wants to run it at 40. And I think that in these games you're going to see more running. Now his offense is dynamic. And they're hard to defend because they stay at base and they create all sorts of problems. So I do think that, and I think they'll get control of the game. And, and if Seattle can't run the football, which is hard to do against San Francisco, on this field, which sets up for Seattle much better, if it's a, slow, if it's a slower track, it might limit San Francisco's pass rush, which would help Seattle. Big home favorites in the wildcard round cover. As a matter of fact, they're 8-0 straight up, 8-0 ATS covering by an average of almost seven points. I say that because you like Buffalo laying big wood, 12.5-13 here. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that. It's kind of counterintuitive. You think the playoffs, all these games are close. They'll all be tight. Uh, one of the reasons underdogs do well in the regular season is because you get the favorite, not always focused, not always motivated. Well, you don't have to worry about focus or motivation come postseason. So that's why I think these favorites sort of pull away and – Boy, I just I don't know how you make a case for Miami here. To me, Buffalo with the home crowd, with that offense against Miami's defense. Uh, we've seen Skylar Thompson and what he can do, what he can't do. Uh, to me, Buffalo rolls here. Now, you're missing the best of the number. If you had nothing in pocket, uh, I would play it now because I do think this probably touches 14. Uh, my guess is once it hit 14, you'll see some professional buyback on the plus 14 just because you know, playing the number. But to me, Buffalo wins this game and they win it comfortably. And you know, I don't see this being a competitive game in the second half. I mean, it's a hard game, right? I mean, you got to count on Mike McDaniel running the ball. Like you got to, if McDan if Miami's got a chance to win, they got to win the, the way they beat the Jets, run it for 162 yards, control it. But how do you stop Buffalo? I mean, last week the Jets, you know, Wilson was dynamic in the game and they still couldn't put more than six points on the board. So I think that's the real issue. You know, we saw them go up there and run it against Buffalo. But I think with Buffalo knowing it's Skylar Thompson, if you're Sean McDermott, why would you play your nickel defense against that? 
play base, play short yardage defense. They can't beat you throwing the football because he can't really throw it that well. You're not going to be able to. So you got to stop the run first. And I think if he does that and forces it into a passing game, Thompson will make mistakes. Okay, you got a minute. You, you can emotionally hedge here. Will is a Minnesota fan. He likes the Giants catching three. I just don't know how you lay the points here with the Vikings. I mean, the, the Giants outgained by 100 yards in that meeting right before Christmas. I think it was Christmas Eve. Uh, the Vikings have all sorts of offensive line issues with O'Neal out at right tackle. They might be on a third-string center, which, look, we don't spend a lot of time talking about centers, but Radbury's big for them because if he doesn't go, it's a third-string center. So uh, I could see this landing right on the three here, but I just think you have to take the Giants plus the points. I just don't trust this Vikings defense, so uh, I, I like the Giants here plus the points. Cousins behind a bad offensive line, and Martindale blitzing is not a good situation there for the Vikings. Yeah, that offensive line, you got to really consider that. They're yep. playing with backups to backups. Yep, it's a great job, Will. Will's got another play. Here's what we'll do. For $9.99, you can get it right now. Remember, Will's plays go out every day on the sheet as well. Go to vsan.com slash subscribe to sign up. Has VEASAN ever contacted you about programming questions here at VEASAN? I'm just curious. I'll check my email. Not yet, but I'll check my email. I'll let you know. <laughs> Mike, thanks, Will. I got Michael. Uh, thanks, Will. I got Michael to laugh there. Okay, we're coming back. No way, no doubt. Next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM customers, if you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do, here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 in bonuses when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account. Once they do, it's very simple. You'll get $50 in credit. They'll get $50 in credit. Send it to a friend. Send it to an enemy. Who cares? We just want you to sign up. Go to BetMGM.com. Again, 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available. Mississippi, Nevada, 21 years or older. Okay, we got you back here. Michael Lombardi there. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. It's time now for... No way, no doubt. So this is pretty simple. It's a fun 
no uh, way, new no invention doubt. by our buddy Elliot here. We'd love to play it. So if you agree, you say, no doubt. If you disagree, you say, no way. Are you ready, my man? I am ready. No doubt I'm ready. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. Jalen Hurts. I got a clip to support this to start it. But Jalen Hurts, his shoulder injury limits the Eagles' Super Bowl potential. Here's Nick Sirianni. We're fortunate that we have two weeks to for the, till the next time we play, you know, as of uh, two days or, you know, depending on if it's Saturday or Sunday. It's still healing, right? And, like, we didn't feel like we were putting him at any more risk of of getting more injured, but we knew it was going to hurt him like hell, and he knew it was going to hurt him like hell. But that's the kind of uh, player he is. That's the kind of teammate he is. He fought through it because um, it, it was important for him to be out there, and he knew it was how important it was to him and his teammates for him to be out there. Your boy Sirianni talking about Hertz's injury to the shoulder. You know, I think there's no doubt. I mean, there's no way that he's not going to have more healing in that shoulder. And I, I would suspect that in the first game they play when he returns, they're going to run him. They're going to run him. And they're going to run him to, to show people that he's got the ability to run. And I don't think – uh, I don't think there's any way that this can't heal in another two weeks. I mean, we're talking about over a month ago now, you know, and unless it was fractured and, you know, and, and it's got to get, it's got to get uh, injected before the game, you know, I, I think then it's an issue, but I don't think they would have put him out there in the last game of the year, especially with the giants in full retreat mode, if that were the case. Okay. No way, no doubt. I'm going to ask you the question, then I'll follow up with some context. Head coaches with past playoff experience have a significant advantage over those without. No way or no doubt about that? No doubt about that. I think the playoffs are a different game, right? I think the playoffs are it's, – it's, let me just look at Kyle Shanahan, how, how differently he calls the game in the playoffs as, a, as he calls the game during the regular season. You know, in the games that he's won, he hasn't thrown the ball more than 19 times. You know, why did he lose last year to the Rams? He lost because he gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter, and he couldn't find a running game. He's 20 carries for 50 yards. So I, I think that's the issue. I think you have to play. Look, you can't play You can't play the same way as the regular. The games mean too much. Every possession matters. Every third down is important. Field position matters. It's a completely different game. And how you prepare your team for that game does take some experience. Yeah, Brian Dayball, of course, his first time as a head coach there with the Giants says, I think he said, quote, I really think what you make out of experience is probably overrated. To be honest with you, it's how you prepare, how you practice, and ultimately how you play the game and coach the game on whatever day it is. But again, what do you expect him to say there? Yes, I'm at a disadvantage because right. this is my first time. Dayball's got to say what he's got to say. But he does have an advantage, right? So he's got a little bit – I mean, he's watched – he's been to a lot of playoff games. So he's seen how Bill's kind of, you know – taking the team and and really like you know you got to have crisper practices you got to keep the players fresh you got to cut down the the this the, the magnitude of what we're trying to do you value field position you got to really be good in the kicking game you've got to have a lot of third and twos you know he was on the staff i think you know when they when they went for it on fourth down twice against houston you know he was on our staff and and, and convert that you got to have to be able to get back into the game you know, you got to be able to have a couple trick plays to get you going. You know, so I think he's been a part of it. Now he's got to execute all that, and he's taking great notes, and I'm sure he knows all this. But there is a different way of playing these games. These are just not 
you know, that's what worries you about Dallas is, is are they going to play this game the right way? You know, and I read this quote on 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 uh, on on GM Shuffle, and it really it says the great sports coaches before they address how to play the upcoming matches must find hidden truths in what has already happened. This is from a book by uh, Ed Smith, who's a, a cricket player and a, and a selector on the world cricket team for England. He wrote a book called Making Decisions. But that last line I just read in that quote is essentially what the playoffs are. You have to rely on past how teams won those playoff games to then determine how you have to play them. Everybody thinks the over. Everybody thinks the over. Offensive football wins. This is what happens. No, 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 no. No, the games are tighter. Field position matters. Like San Francisco. Let's take them, for example. You know, they got a great returner in Ray Ray in Ray Ray McLeod, right? Their punter is one of the greatest punters in putting the ball inside the 20 this year. So not only do they have a great defense, they make you play on a long field. Those are two huge factors for San Francisco. Let me support what you just said. Most think overs were going to have offensive firepower in the postseason since 2015, so seven years of wild card play. The unders are 21 and 11. Defenses stand up. Okay, yeah, no I way, mean, no now, doubt. Now, when you Go get ahead. now, the only thing I would say on that is when two great quarterbacks are going against each other, you know, you got Lawrence and Herbert, you, you, the and, and two offensive co- and an offensive coach. I, I think you got to lean towards the over there. But I, I I get that point. I think when you've got to play a certain way, you know, it's even that over even comes in. Like your Kansas City, New England playing Kansas City with Brady, they went to overtime. That over hit because that's the way you got to play the game. No way you disagree. No doubt you agree. It's important that the Cardinals involve Kyler Murray in their search for a new head coach. No way. I could care less what he thinks. In fact, he's the problem. I got to fix him before I go forward. I mean, that's the issue. If you don't know what the problem is, how do you solve it? The problem is we have no accountability. We've spoiled this player, and now we're going to ask him what he thinks. We're going to alienate the locker room. Great answer. Okay, next one. No way, no doubt. The 49ers can be the first NFL team to win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback under center. Well, didn't Ben Roethlisberger win it, win it as a rookie quarterback? Yeah, in 06, right? So yeah. we might be a little off on that. Yeah, Roethlisberger did. He beat uh, Seattle in 06 in Detroit. But let's say yeah, second. Uh, Can they be the second team? Well, let's let okay, based on my quote by Ed Smith, let's go back. What was that 06 Pittsburgh team built on? Run game, defense, right? Yeah. You know, the bus, the the defense. What did Ben have to do? Not a lot. He kind of made it easy. Do I think they can win with Purdy? Yeah. But they have to play their game. And I think Kyle's smart enough to know that, hey, I'm not going in and playing Seattle and throwing it 50 times and turning this thing over. I'm going to play it. I'm going to slow the game down. I'm going to play to the strength of my team, make them play on a long field. You know, I'm going to get the lead, play from in front. we got to protect the football. We can't turn it over. All those things that go into it, I think he will. I think you got to be really careful kicking field goals. Now, this field's going to be wet. And that, that favors Seattle in terms of, if they can't, if the speed of, of San Francisco can't, that front can't run, and Gino has time, they can win on the outside against these corners. We've been corrected. That was year two for Roethlisberger there in Super Bowl in Detroit, which, which was a disaster. I feel bad for my home. Remember, Detroit got the Super Bowl that year because the Fords built Ford Field. It was the yeah, NFL saying, thanks for doing And all yeah, people I was there did at was that complain. Super Bowl. 
It was all snowing, you guys did was, was complain about my poor city. It was fine. I didn't mind it. I didn't complain. Hey, they I, had I casinos. Went museum, I went to that museum out there where they had the, they Henry had Ford? the JFK. Oh, it was brilliant. I loved it. I could have spent all day yeah. there. Uh, the great museums in Detroit. Millie Thank wanted you. me to take her to that. lunch, so actually I couldn't spend all day there. But you know, we got to go to lunch. You know. But the original the original point is well taken from the question: Is Brock Purdy enough based on the way they built this around him? Look, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't participate in three of his wins. Brock That's Purdy bad. has to throw. Brock Purdy's going to hand the ball off. He's going to hand it to Debo. He's going to hand it to McCaffrey. He's going to hand it to Ayuk. He's going to hand it to Kittle. He's not throwing. He's not throwing throws that are going to be hard for him to throw. He's been. I expected regression. Now, if he gets Kittle. behind, if the defense doesn't play to the level that they're capable of playing, if that does, they can't win. They cannot win that way. Their defense has to carry them. Speaking of defense, you see Flores, it's just being reported he's interviewing for the Cleveland Brown defensive coordinator position. That's beneath him at this point. He might get he's gonna get a head coaching job, no? I mean, I don't know how he's not on a head coaching list. Some of these people that are getting interviewed, how is he not getting interviewed? Ben Johnson. I mean, offensive coordinator. I mean, he called great I told plays, you, but Flo- I mean, I Flores, told you, if you ahead. call two if if you call three first downs in a row, you're a head coaching candidate in the NFL. That's all it takes. <laughs> I mean, that's all it takes. D'Amico Ryan's will be hot in the streets, though. After the, if if there's still positions available, because he's done a hell, he's done a better job than Salah's done with that defense. I can't yeah, say Salah's no name doubt. correctly because you've got me, you've got my brain in a pretzel. I don't know how to say it. What is <laughs> it? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. We're back with the line moves based on third string quarterbacks next. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 